Hey, it's Brian. If you'd love to work in the sport industry, you're more than just a fan. In just 12 months, earn the degree that will bring you closer to your dream job, a master's degree in sport business at Newman University. You'll learn sport marketing, event management, social media communication, and so much more. Whether you've just graduated or been in the workforce for years, Newman's master's degree in sport business can teach you the skills that are in demand. I'm a big fan of this program. I've met many of the professors and students. I've spoken on panels there and loved the experience. They do an amazing job at Newman. They know what matters in the sport industry, and they are ready to teach it to you. So check them out today. Visit newman.edu slash sportbusiness. Two things. Newman is N-E-U-M-A-N-N. So it's newman, N-E-U-M-A-N-N, dot E-D-U slash business. Notice, not sports business, sport business. All right, let's start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. A couple of quick shout outs to my people before we get into things. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, and you should, you could see that I am representing a very cool Bismarck Larks t-shirt sent in by a friend of the show, Joe Zollo. Joe recently landed a job with Larks as a fan engagement coordinator. So... I am now a fan of the Larks, and Joe, you have engaged with me, so I would say you're off to a really good start. I think you are showing that you are prime for this job. And since I'm a t-shirt guy, this will be in heavy rotation. I've learned that about the sports industry. Um, Most of the guys are either polo guys or t-shirt guys. There's there's some people that wear suits a lot, but that's not really my thing. I am a t-shirt guy. I'm not big on the polo shirts, never really been my, my thing, so... T-shirt, Joe, highly appreciated. Uh, Second shout out is to my guy, Scott McDonald. I've gotten to know Scott through this show over the last couple of years, and he's an incredible dude. He works for the Atlanta Gladiators of the ECHL, and he sent me this amazing bobblehead, which if you can see again on our YouTube channel, it is a Atlanta Gladiators uh, goalie, and yet they have the Dia de los Muertos skull and and artwork along with that. And as my kids noticed, it's missing its two front teeth, which is really funny in, in a hockey sense. Um, I love this because I'm a huge fan of Dia de los Muertos style skulls. Um, I think they're really cool and very cool artistry. So Scott sent me one, which was super cool. That will go uh, next to LeBron's bobblehead. I'd stand by as I turn around. Right there. Okay. So if you're watching on our YouTube channel or if you ever watch any of our videos, or if you ever see me guest speaking somewhere and on some sort of a panel, you will identify the Atlanta Gladiators, Gladiators bobblehead from Scott McDonald next to LeBron. And I'm not saying that I'm a huge LeBron fan. It's not that. It's just that that bobblehead is from his first game ever in the NBA. Like, come on. That's pretty cool. If NBA top shot highlights are worth something, I mean, how about a bobblehead from his first career game in the NBA? Anyway, thank you to Scott and Joe. I don't usually ask for gifts, but if you want me to rep your (laughs) team on a show, I mean, I won't say no to a t-shirt, so men's large, thanks. Uh, Okay, let's hit the stat line. Three stats for this week to get an idea of where we sit as a sports industry. Stat number one, 
21,269. That is the total number of jobs available on workinsports.com, which, as you all know, is the leading job board for the sports industry. We get all the jobs, we put them in one spot, you guys find them, apply to them, and off we go. That number is up 2.8% from last week and approaching our all-time high, which, as many of you remember, was in the 26,000 range last February, and things dropped off a lot, obviously. Some things happened, uh, but we're, we're like 21 it's going up by like thousands each week, it feels like. It's just getting closer and closer to that number, which is really exciting. Number two, 2,669 jobs added since last week. That's up 11% from last week and just a number of jobs being added. And number three, that is an average of 381 jobs added each day of the week on average. 381 fresh new jobs added every day in the sports industry at workinsports.com. Totally worth coming back, checking out. We also have, I think I'm okay to talk about this. We also have redesigned our entire uh, website and it's way better. It's like so super cool. And there's all these, it's not just like a, it looks pretty. There are all these new technological advancements, which will benefit you as a job seeker. And we'll get into that in some future episodes. But for right now, I'm just excited because they flipped the switch on it where I kind of like, good. Anyway, um, I have a theme for this week's three jobs. I always try to do a theme, but I don't usually tell you. There's usually like a subtle theme that's kind of mentioned, but I have a theme this week that we're going to talk about. In September 2020, so five months ago, when you conducted a search on workinsports.com and you entered in the keyword sales, you know how many jobs came up? 630. Ouch. Now, it makes sense based on market conditions. We all have talked about this to what blew in the face. There's so many people I've interviewed and talked about the dearth of sales jobs and what's happening there. And are we rebounding? Blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't need to reiterate that. I don't need to talk about it again. But that was way below normal. Eight, uh, 630 is really low. Guess where we are in March 2021, five months later. This is what I look for for indicators of where we're headed. When you enter the keyword sales and conduct a search that way. Now we have a category sales and we also, you can also do keyword searches, right? So the category of sales will be strictly jobs that label themselves as sales or business development. I'm talking about if you do a keyword for the term sales, meaning any job description has that word in it, as in they've said that that's an important part of the job, something they want to see from somebody in this role, experience with sales, executing sales, whatever it may be, drum roll. 8,762. Hello. We're back, baby. This feels good. I'm being serious. Now, again, I have not worked in sales before. I'm not saying that you need to work in sales, although it is a great way to enter the industry. It is a great high ceiling for potential earnings. But what I am trying to tell you is that that is a massive indicator of where the organizations in sports see us heading. It is worth it to hire sales staff back because there are things to be sold. And that's important. I know that sounds kind of obvious, but that is what that means. It means that there is a projection and a looking out to the future and saying, all right, we got to ramp back up our staffs because we think things are changing for the better. And that is awesome. So this feels like we've really, really rounded a huge corner in our industry. So let's focus on three cool jobs in sports sales. Number one, Texas Motor Speedway ticket sales account executive. Okay. Texas Motor Street Speedway is seeking a positive and motivated individual to produce revenue for the company through a variety of inbound and outbound sales efforts. Damn right they are. 
So there are, we're going to get into this job specifically when we get to the question part two, because there's some interesting things in this job description that you can put to work. I want to make a point on that, on how to practice for your job interviews. So we're going to leave that job there, but no Texas Motor Speedway's hiring ticket sales account executives, which is awesome. Number two, Cincinnati Bengals, digital sales and marketing coordinator. I have learned that Cincinnati, we all have words that no matter how many times you type them, you always type them wrong. I have two, Cincinnati and opportunities. Whenever I type those words, it is always wrong. Like different every time too. I never nail that one. Are there multiple N's? Are there multiple T's? What are we doing here? Anyway. The primary, so digital sales, marketing, and marketing coordinator. Remember, coordinator, good indicator there's an entry-level job. So if you are somebody interested in sales and you've done some marketing, this is a great, great gig with the Bengals. I mean, get into the NFL. Primary focus of this position will be to oversee all aspects of the online ticket purchase experience for the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, pretty cool. Individual will be responsible for building and optimizing a customer journey that maximizes page views, clicks, and conversions across our website and app. Pretty cool. And job number three, Top Golf Sales Account Manager. Now, I've tried to run the gamut here. I did one from NASCAR. I did one from uh, NFL. I did one from golf. I will tell you, growing up, I, when I first started to consider working in the sports industry, I probably haven't talked about this before. I started out, my first job ever was at a, as a golf caddy. And I loved, loved, loved being outside in nature and working hard, right, as a golf caddy. Actually, it was the International Golf Course, which is in Bolton, Massachusetts. If you look it up, it's actually the world's longest golf course, or at least it was back then. And it was also all up and down. Ever since then, I've had massive calves. I'm being totally serious. I've always had strangely massive calves because of lugging around a golf bag all summer long at the International Golf Course in in Bolton, Massachusetts, my hometown. Um, But the reason I bring this up, because (laughs) tangent guy, um, top golf sales account manager. Now, Sales account manager is responsible for selling the exciting experience of Top Golf primarily through contracted events. So, think about that. It's almost like group sales for Top Golf. So it's, I mean, I know it's not being at a golf course, but it is outdoorsy kind of stuff. And you're working on bringing in corporate events and corporate clients. So you're working with high-level people and trying to do these events at the facility, which sounds really cool. Like trying to work directly with corporations to build their perfect event. So it's a combination of like event management and group sales, um, social market book, bookings and demand dictates. So they'll assist with social marketing, social market bookings as demand dictates in accordance with the company's guest-centric lead response standards. The uh, account manager is responsible for delivering outstanding guest service through the stages of the sales process, including ongoing post-event follow-up to ensure repeat business and referrals. So it is sales cycle, it's marketing, it's group sales, it's event management, pretty, pretty cool. Customer relations, pretty cool. So some really great opportunities going on right now in the sports industry and especially directly connected to sales. So that's good news. And that is the stat line. All right, let's get into today's question, which comes in from Mandy in Bellevue, Washington. Mandy, I used to live in Bellevue, Washington for 10 years. Northeast sixth place, the hood. All right, Mandy's question comes in. Hey, Brian, two areas I'm really struggling with despite your awesome sports career focused advice. Cover letters and preparing for interviews. I've heard you talk about telling stories that let the reader know, uh, hiring manager, know more about you on your cover letter. But like, what kind of stories? I'm so stuck in my own head that my stories seem stupid. Mandy, don't talk to yourself like that. It's not cool. And then furthermore, I know you have talked about the research you conduct before every interview, which is great. 
And I do that. But how do I actually prepare for the questions that come forward in the interview? Like, how do I know what they'll ask and how to prepare for that? Thank you. And you can probably tell I'm a little frustrated and I feel you're the only one who can properly guide me and settle me down. My mom telling me everything will be all right just isn't doing it for me. Thanks, Mandy. First off, Mandy, your mom is right. Everything will be okay. So relax first. All right. Settle down. Real quick before we get into it, uh, I'm not a big quotes guy. I'm not the kind of person that puts them up all over the place to motivate me, but I do have a couple that actually stick out to me, uh, and I love Ernest Hemingway. There's one quote that I live by. We're going to read this to you. Worry a little bit every day, and in a lifetime, you will lose a couple of years. If something is wrong, fix it if you can. But train yourself not to worry because worry never fixes anything. I live by that. You know why? Because one of my biggest philosophies is fix the problem. Identify the problem, fix the problem, right? Don't blame. Don't make excuses. Don't like put things off. Identify what the problem is, fix the problem and move on. And this goes to that point of just like you're worrying and and hand wringing and pearl clutching isn't helping anything. That's not solving the problem. But the good news is you talking to me and asking for my advice on this. Well, hey, that's taking action, right? Hemingway was a man of action. He did things. He conquered his challenges. He didn't spend time worrying because that does nothing. So take action. And Mandy, you're taking action because we're talking right now. So rest easy. I'm here to help. But in the end, this will all be dependent on you taking action. So please put these concepts to work. First off, as we get into this discussion, I want to take you back to the job description for the ticket sales account executive at Texas Motor Speedway. Okay, so I read a little bit, the little like opening paragraph, just to give you a vibe for what this job entails. But they have a section in the job description titled Knowledge, Skills, and Abilities. This is their wish list. And this is not some unique job description. Almost every job description you ever look at will look like this. This is a pretty standard execution. In this section, they present six bullet points. I'll read them to you. Bullet point number one, you understand the importance of finding solutions for your clients. You can clearly determine and communicate value to individuals. Strong organizational time management, problem solving, and communication skills. Patience to handle inbound calls that are not revenue related. Ability to multitask. And finally, skilled in communicating over the phone, email, text messaging, and in person. And they went on to give other very specific things they wanted. They talked about CRM systems. They talked about other things they'd love this person to have. But this is the spirit of who they're looking for at their organization in this role. Now, you've heard me all talk before about understanding the market for the job you want, understanding what employers are looking for and figuring out how to put those skills together for yourself on your resume. That is imperative to your success, knowing what is in demand and having those skills on your profile. Right. But don't stop there. Job descriptions are your best friend in this process. And this is what people, people get bogged down by. um, You know, it doesn't sound cool to sit there and read job descriptions. I fully understand that, but they really are giving you all the information you need to prepare in pretty much every possible way for through the, the, the follow the trail they leave you right to guide you through the process of application interview and ultimately world domination. Yes, that might be hyperbolic. Every one of the bullet points listed above are things you need to incorporate into your interview prep and your materials and or like you're not going to be super redundant, but like those are the things you're choosing from. So, Mandy, instead of guessing what you think they may like to hear and feeling like your cover letter stories are stupid, which I totally disagree with. I just don't think that that's an accurate way to, to present yourself and have some confidence. But instead of guessing what you think they may like to hear, follow the breadcrumbs that they left out for you. So... 
You're wondering what to make your cover letter about? Look to the job description. The second bullet point they listed there said you can clearly determine and communicate value to individuals. Well, can you? Tell me about a time you did. Weave that into a story back on your, on your cover letter. Okay, not sure about that one? All right, bullet point number five. Ability to multitask. That's what they're looking for. They want somebody that has an ability to multitask. So have a story you can tell there, right? That's what your cover letter could be. You can give me an example of a time that you were multitasking and how you got out of the other side of it and what benefit came from it and how you managed a lot of different priorities, how you prioritized in order of what to do and how you accomplish and hit deadlines. Tell me a story about that. That's what they're looking to hear. I want, I want somebody that can multitask because they're telling you that. So incorporate that into one of your stories. They're telling, you what you, they're telling you what they want. So give it to them. Don't make it hard. Now let's transition to the job interview prep. Now, I've given you guys tons of lists before of the things, the exact things you should research. History of the company, organizational structure, how they make revenue. Those are all super important. I still want you to do those things. But as you practice, right, you could go download some ebook that says the 50 most common interview questions and you can get a book from the library of the 96 most powerful questions that you'll be asked during an interview process. I mean, that's all great. You can do some of that. What I tell you is base your practice off of the job description. Again, they're telling you what they want. This is the most effective way to prepare. So. Every one of the bullet points I mentioned earlier, you should be practicing how to articulate this thing that they're looking for, this skill, this trait, this ability from your experience. So take the bullet points. This is the tactical part, right? How you do this, take the bullet points of what they're saying they want and add the phrase, tell me about a time you to the bullet point. So using the example that I've already given, the Texas Motor Speedway. Lots of advertising for the Texas Motor Speedway today. They should become a sponsor. Okay, example. Tell me about a time you demonstrated an ability to find solutions for your clients. Right? Prepare that. Prepare that. Know how you'd answer that. Practice that. Because if they're telling you that's something they want, they may ask you that in the interview process. Another one. Tell me about a time you communicated value to individuals. Tell me about a time you exemplified strong organizational, time management, problem solving, and communication skills. They're laying it out for you. And I'm telling you, hiring managers are not going to recreate the wheel each time. They put some effort into their job description, getting it all written down the way they want it, articulating what they need out of this role. They're going to take that and put it to work in the interview process too. They're going to take that bit of information, what they've already said that they want from this role, they're going to formulate it into questions and they're going to ask you, right? So use that material, use that little tip. Tell me about a time you handled inbound calls that were not related to revenue. Okay. Tell me about a time you showed an ability to multitask on the job. So take some of these bullet points, one, two, whatever, put them into a cover letter. Prepare for all of them during the interview process. So when you're two days away from the interview and you're getting set up, you're starting to get nervous, go stand in front of a mirror, record yourself with a webcam, whatever technique you want to use and answer some of these questions. Go back through your mental database of what things you've accomplished. Go back through your notes that you took during your internships. Go back through all these experiences you've had and think about how you can relate what you've done 
to the question that they're going to ask because these are the most likely questions that they are going to ask. There's no way to predict exactly what they're going to ask. There's no way to know exactly how they're going to handle this interview process. Everyone's different. You may interview with four different people. One person may ask you a lot of these questions. The other ones may ask you something very specific to them. There's no way to be 100% prepared, right? But this gives you the best shot because we know it's important to them. We know it's an efficient way to go about this. Have examples ready. Practice these questions. This doesn't need to be hard. Now, I'm not saying you'll get all these questions, like I said, but the more you rehearse these, the more mentally available your experiences will be when questions do come up. So even if you practice these six and you come up with scenarios that fit that behavioral interview questions, tell me about a time when, when you come up with those scenarios and you come up with those experiences, even if they don't ask you that exact question, your mind's going to be really th- like open and thoughtful about your past experiences, and that's going to allow you to pull that information and use it in a different way as well. So just rehearsing in this way can help you be your best during the interview process. As I repeat all the time to everyone, you can gain all the right experience. You can have a bump in network. You can have a resume and a cover letter and a personal brand that stands out. But if you can't nail the interview process, none of it matters. Right. That is the moment where you're coming down to three or four final people and you have to be better than them. It's not okay to just have the same experience or know the same people or have a good looking resume. At that point, at the interview process, it was when it comes down to you and somebody else, you have to compete to be better than them. And the way you do that is preparing for all the scenarios that they tell you interest them the most. Prepare these situations, understand your previous experience so that you can articulate it in that moment and you are going to be in a really good position. That's how you practice for a job interview efficiently and effectively. All right. Coming up on Wednesday, Eric Stark, who is the co-founder and COO of Slate which is at slateteams.com. You can check it out. They work with multiple teams in the NBA, NFL, the SEC, et cetera, on maximizing their social media outreach. It's super cool what they do. I'm going to let Eric explain it to you more, but it's really cool that Eric worked in social media and digital for many years in the NFL. He saw a problem in workflows. He saw friction points that were causing things to slow down or not work as effectively. And he said, I think I can fix this by building an app and going to market with it. So he left a really, really, really good job in the NFL to start his own business with some friends, with some, with some co-founders, four co-founders, he plus three others, which he'll explain on Wednesday, um, and started this app. And they're already like the Ravens, the Broncos, uh, the SEC network. There's other, I'm not thinking of them all off the top of my head right now, but it's a really cool product that takes away the friction of getting from moment to social share, which I just, I love it. It's so smart. Okay. So that's coming up on Wednesday. Please make sure you rate and review and subscribe wherever you listen. And, um, thanks for being a part of all this. And thanks for a great question, Mandy. I hope I helped. All right, everybody, let's get back to work. 